Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we're hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today we have another special episode as we have a Tea Time Takeover featuring someone you're very familiar with, Becca. Today's podcast is brought to you by, of course, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is the oldest major soft drink in America. Originally made in Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore in Waco, Texas, the drink's unique taste was a hit when it was first sold in 1885. The overall flavor profile of Dr. Pepper can be described as deep and bold. This is due to the number of flavor notes present in each sip, 23 flavors to be exact, from peppery to minty to fruity, you can taste a range of flavor layers in Dr. Pepper. So sit back with your cup of tea or a cold glass of Dr. Pepper and let's relax together for these few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. Welcome to Tea Time with Tommy. I am your Tea Time Takeover special host, Becca. If you're a regular listener, my voice probably sounds familiar from the normal intro and outro or from a previous takeover when I posted with friends. However, today, you're just getting me. I want to share a word of encouragement today from an event that is recorded in three of the four Gospels. If you have your Bible with you, which I hope you do, we're going to be looking at Mark's account of the event found in Mark 4, 35 through 41. If you're driving or doing chores or simply don't have your Bible with you, no worries. I'm about to read it for us, but I do encourage you to look for yourself when you get the chance. Before we read, as always, we want to see the context of this passage. If you look at the beginning um, to chapter 4, the very beginning of it, you see that earlier that day, Jesus had been teaching beside the sea. The crowd that gathered had become so large that Jesus got into a boat to sit and teach from. He taught parables to the crowd, and then later he taught even more parables to the twelve. Free fun fact for you, not only did teaching from the boat give him physical space from the crowds, which as an introvert I totally get, but speaking from the boat would actually amplify his voice as the water would carry the sound toward the sloped shore. Fun little fact for you. So that leads us to verse 35. So Mark 4, starting with verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Today I want to point out just five observations um, from the text that serve as reminders for us as followers of Christ. And so we're going to kind of go verse by verse, um, but we'll see how, um, how quickly we're able to cover with that. So first, Jesus directs where to go. Look at verse 35. It says, on that day when evening had come, he said to them, let's go across to the other side. Whose idea is it to go somewhere else? It was Jesus's. But does he fail to tell them where to go? No, he tells them to go to the other side. However, Jesus doesn't just tell them to go. He goes with them. Look at verse 36. It says, in leaving the crowd, they took him 
with them in the boat, just as he was and other boats were with him. Jesus does not send us to where he is not going also. We see this promise throughout scripture. Joshua 1, 9, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Matthew 28, 20, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age, just to name a couple. And so we want to remember that Jesus directs us where to go, but he doesn't send us there by ourselves. Next, we see that the unexpected storms make the journey more difficult. As we keep going forward to verse 37, and a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. This was, this was a storm they didn't see coming. If they saw a storm coming, they wouldn't have gone out. These weren't just regular guys that didn't know anything about how the sea worked. These were fishermen. They were familiar and they understood the dangers that were involved. And so if they're starting to panic, this isn't just a little bit of light wind. This is a storm. And we have to remember that going where Jesus directs us sometimes lead us, leads us through storms. Jesus going with us does not mean that there won't be storms. And it doesn't make the storms any less real, damaging, and overwhelming. Don't be deceived. The life of one who follows Christ wherever he leads is not an easy one. However, be encouraged by what we see next. Jesus is not absent during the storm. Verse 38 says, But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And so we have to remember Jesus is in our boat. He goes with us. Remember, he didn't just tell them, go to the other side. He went with them. And he does that with us as well. He goes with us. How often during a storm do we get distracted by the storm itself and how we can survive it on our own that we forget who is in our boat? We get panicked or overwhelmed or we go into a mode of controlling what we feel we can control to handle the metaphorical wind and waves. And we completely forget who is for us and not against us. We forget our next point. Jesus is always in control. And not just a little bit of control. Full control. Look at verse 39. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. No storm or circumstance is beyond his authority. Jesus told us this himself in Matthew 28, 18. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I love how Jesus' rebuke reads in the New American Standard translation. It says, hush, be still. He tells the sea to be quiet, rebuking it as an inferior. On top of that, the Greek used here for the word still is phemo, which translates literally to muzzle. Jesus speaks and muzzles the roaring sea as if it is a pet dog. Jesus is always in control. He has full authority. Our final point today, I feel like we're flying through. I'm doing great. I'm so proud of myself. If you have not been able to keep up because I'm talking too fast, maybe we can slow it down. But you're doing great. Keep up with me. Final point. Our fear comes when we forget who Jesus is and where he is. Look at the final two verses, 40 and 41. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus doesn't rebuke the disciples like he did the sea. He doesn't muzzle them for their fear. He simply asked them why they were afraid 
and challenge the strength of their faith. It's so easy to say on shore that we trust Jesus, but when the storms come and the sea rages, that's when we struggle to remember that Jesus, who holds all authority, is greater than any storm in our lives, and he is with us always. What's, what's difficult to remember here is the disciples, if we look further into the context, they have seen what true faith looks like from others. They have seen Jesus perform miracles. They have seen him bring that which is dead into life. But then all of a sudden they're in a storm and they forget all of it. How much am I also that way? How much are we also that way? Our fear comes when we forget who Jesus is and where he is. Jesus, who directs you where to go, does not send you alone, but goes with you and will see you through to the other side, no matter what storms will come your way. The very next verse, chapter 5, verse 1, says, They came to the other side of the sea. Follower of Christ, remember, 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 Jesus is in your boat. Thank you so much, Tobacco. What a wonderful reminder that we received today. We can muzzle any storm of life because Christ is in us with all authority. We're never facing any storm alone. He's not just in our boat. He's directing that boat. And when the storms come, he will say, hush. And you know what? It listens because it has to. We are never alone. We are never apart from God Almighty. Yes, there's going to be moments in our weakness where we can forget who Jesus is and where he is. But he is in our boat and he will see us through to the other side. We look forward to hosting you again next week on Tea Time with Tommy. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.